0: No, <laughs> Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. It is Thursday, October 5th, the L.A. Galaxy on the brink of elimination, Losing 2-1 up at Seattle, we'll tell you why that wasn't a must win, but it's not pretty. And If you want me to say must win, I'll say it now, must win from here on out for the LA Galaxy. We're going to talk all about that, talk about the game against Seattle, get you ready for the game against Minnesota coming up on Saturday. A big one, biggest one of the season, we want to get through that as well. All the news, all the fun that we're going to find in there as well. I'm sure we'll have a good time, cry, laugh, you know, maybe drink heavily, maybe not. Maybe drink water, all those fun things. Are Just around the corner to help me do all that. We're glad to have him back. It's Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, how's it going, bud?
1: Oh, it's It's going. It's going well. The chat is already on fire. Right. 13th place. We're yes. here to cry about it. Yes. We're here to laugh about it because we're crying and then cry some more right. and then laugh some more and then cry some more. What a time to be alive. But like you said, we're not dead yet. Not, we're not dead yet. Not, I mean. Technically not out of it. <laughs> I'm somehow shocked that it was not an elimination game with a loss. Still not out of it. We'll go through all the scenarios. And, and that doesn't mean that we're hopeful and we expect those things to happen. But we are here to bring you information. And we'll let you know the scenarios. But yeah, not feel not a great time to be a Galaxy fan right now.
0: It, it, it Is feels, that how you feel? It feels like final It felt very final. Now, it isn't. And I would like to say that there are a bunch of morons out there claiming that was a must win. And it would have been a really nice to win. I would have definitely it would have put them in a better position. Certainly the Vanny wasn't wrong afterwards when he said 10 points. I thought 10 points put us in a better position than nine points and 10 point <laughs> trying to keep that last point he goes and basically they were talking about how um afterwards it was sort of like you know what was the mindset in that second half because it looked like the galaxy were sort of going for it they had the two forwards in there and doing stuff like that but it was very clear whenever you were listening to vanny that he was like we were we were cautiously going for it right in terms of if we could steal one we could steal it he goes but we wanted to make sure we got the point and then the throw-in happens and and they don't get that point 10 seconds by the way was all it was from the difference between that game being over and the galaxy getting a point yeah. and being i think you know in it not it's not a great position to be in but it would have been better than nine points because at nine points there there's so much help that needs to have happen by the way 10 points there still needed to be a lot of help yeah
1: this is where one of those things and you know I, I don't know if i had a chance to talk about it since eric zavaleta had his uh hat trick performance slash brace performance and you know he made that comment about it not being uh, a backline problem and then Vanny saying well 10 you know 10 points put us in a good position i'm going to go on a little mini rant here as again not someone who's played professionally or coached professionally i'll get that right up front but that doesn't mean that we have to take what greg Vanny says and what eric zavaleta says as gospel either right because he can say yeah well 10 points i felt like would have put us in a good situation well 12 points you know, puts you in a better situation as well. Like yeah. getting getting the maximum number of points when you're sitting in thirteenth place. Like I understand the mentality of not saying a must win, because then where do you go from there? The panda loves to to make that reference. Totally but at true. the same time, you need to say, guys, this is we're running out of runway here. We need to make a push. We need to put in our, you know, whatever attackers we have, whatever warm bodies, and put it all to the wind. If we lose, we lose. But we need to put it all out there because we need as the maximum number of points. So yeah, okay, 10 points puts him in a better position than 9, but 12 points puts him in a better position than 10. You don't have a lot of leeway. Even with 12 points, you still need help. So it's one of those things where it's a little bit of a gripe of mine that because you know it's said by the head coach or said by someone from the organization that well we have to defer to what they say and we we can uh, they they can explain and defend their mentality but at the same time I don't know that that that's a, that necessarily means that we have to accept it same thing with uh, Eric Zavala at his comments it not being a backline problem I understand what he's saying but it's not not a backline problem the backline is not you know making things better they're not exactly you know. Being brick walls back there either. Right. So while I understand where the comment is coming from, and you also consider the source that he's part of the backline, I also don't think that the backline has a lot to be proud of, and I don't know that they're, you know, <laughs> that they're not not part of the problem. So it's just one of those things where it, it's a little bit of a pet peeve. I understand this is why we talk to them. This is why they share their thought process, and it's and, and it's helpful. We we know where their minds are going into it, but I I think where you see a lot of the Vanny out. Uh, cries and you see the hashtags in the chat and you see it all over is because of that. Where's that mentality? Where's that push? Yeah, we're, but, we're but, now, you, but you can't
0: you know, we're, say that the LA Galaxy haven't been pushing. You can't say it, that, that the effort fair. has been that's lacking fair. from anywhere because after all these games and listen, I mean, just go back to the two games that were just happened, right? The Portland game where the Galaxy could have had three points and they, they got one point, right? And, and a, a game where the LA Galaxy could have had a point and got zero, right? So you're talking a difference of three points. Right now, just three points. If you could get three more points in there right now, again, that 12 points yeah. you were sort of talking about puts them in a much better position. They haven't been able to do it. And I, I said it after the the Portland game and and I was convinced that it was going to happen in the Seattle game. And somehow this team, this team of, by the way, yeah. missing more starters in this yeah. game than we were expecting that they were going to miss. Mark Delgado didn't start. Eric Zavaleta didn't start. Both didn't play, weren't play. available to play. All right. So that now puts it in the seven or eight guys missing from the lineup. Whenever you talk about Mavinga and all the other guys, I'll go over the injuries again and put it in there. But this team on paper, and I'll bring up the lineup right now. This team on paper with a midfield of Cerio, uh, Uri Rosell, um, and and you know and Douglas Costa as the ten. I mean Costa had a great performance. We'll talk about his ball that he kept in and all that stuff too. But cost over the last two games, two goals, two assists. He's done everything he can to sort of try to bring this team and put it on his back. But that midfield there of Cerio, Rossell, Fagundes, and Boyd should not have been able to keep up with the midfield Seattle had with Rusnak and Joao Paulo and Vargas and all those guys. Really shouldn't have. And somehow in that second half, Eric, in a half where you were like, the galaxy don't show up. You're not going to get anything out of this in that second half. They took the fight to Seattle on the turf in Seattle. I was probably the most shocked I have been this year about a performance, especially after the first half that happened.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to, this is the the hammer specialty. I'm not going to walk back what I said, but when I said about where's that, you know, that effort, that push, you're 100% right. The effort from this team is not lacking. The fight, the comeback, uh, you know, it's just a matter of them not having the horses. That that's the piece of it. But I, I've mentioned a few weeks ago and I've mentioned before what concerns me about, you know, Vanny's strategies and the how they're being coached is the playing for the tie and is that eventually gonna come back to bite them. There needs to be, you know, the push, not playing the ball to the corner in a tie game or up one zero looking for the dagger as opposed to looking to hold on to it. And that's that's what I, I'm referencing. And it's funny because I was mentioning it several weeks ago where hey, they're just content with the point or content up a one, one goal. And hopefully that doesn't come back to bite them. And what happens? Well, 10 points would put us in a good situation. They try to hold on to it. And then of course, in the final minutes, uh, you know, final seconds, really, uh, they, they lose the game, you know, cause the foot was off the gas a little bit. But yeah. to that point <laughs> I was with you, it's hard to kind of fully assess this match without going all the way back to Portland, uh, last week. That was the letdown because that felt more like a must win because it was at home. Yep. And you had Seattle looming midweek on turf, away with travel. So it felt like, okay, that was the, the letdown. So should, now should you have,
0: had, Should have been a four point week, right? Like yep. whenever you look at it, it should have been a four point week in terms of, you know, Portland and then Seattle. And Seattle was a big ass to even get a point. Yep. And the fact that the Galaxy had a point and had and it taken it. away from them, um, I, I still. Um, maybe one of the best performances I've seen from a depleted LA Galaxy team down yeah. the stretch was that second half. I, I don't want to underscore that because people are going to try to because the last 10 seconds of that game were not pretty, right? And yeah. I get that. I I, and, I I saw it too, and I had to talk to the guys afterwards. It's not enjoyable to talk to a team that just yeah. got punched in the huevos uh, fairly handily it, yeah, with like the last 10 seconds. I mean, that's, that's not the way you want it to happen. And uh, the... We'll talk about that play and why it's less on Surio and more on Yoshida, probably in my mind. Um, But because we can talk about how defenders actually work instead of just the way you think they work. Um, So I I think that that's important to look at there. But I mean, two little mistakes by the Galaxy ended up costing them. That was it.
1: That that's the crazy thing, and that's you know I, I've I've brought up Sisyphus multiple times as well. Is that this feels like this galaxy team pushes and pushes, and that that stone is almost up the hill, and then it comes rolling back down, and it feels like they're they're somehow you know putting all this effort without all these starters. Douglas Costa, let's talk about Doug. Doug putting the team on his back last night. I mean, he, he what a performance from him. I, we were talking you know kind of before the we went on air about how. You know, people are kind of clamoring for, well, do you bring him on or another year of Tam and all this? And the, the the way he played shows why that's an argument. Um, but but it's just one of those things where it, it's unfortunate because you, you see that effort that he puts in and all that effort that the Galaxy do. And then it's two mistakes or a counterattack and Portland's in. It's a, you know, one Jordan Morris, you know, just, you don't, know, don't say that name on getting, this podcast. Get the chicken cutlet getting in the way They're boneless, skinless. Uh, chicken cutlet get, getting in the mix, and it's like, man, how do, how do Jordan Morris and Christian Roldan, two of the most despised U.S. national team players, the guys that just you know or don't seem to to have it when the spotlight is on on a national team level, just put us away every time uh, that they play the L.A. Galaxy. So it's just it's it's really tough because you're you're right. Had they gotten the win on Portland, yeah, then a, a draw against Seattle looks really good. Yeah. and I can I can justify that, but. You have to assess this game knowing that you didn't get a win against Portland, and that changed what's what you needed to get out of Seattle.
0: Yeah, you talked about Doug and uh, watching him meg a seattle player and then cut and fire a ball sort of back over his shoulder that ended up in a fast break it went to nothing that was really my biggest issue was that when the la galaxy actually got out on breaks in this game when they actually found space that there was no support in there or the support or the cross wasn't good enough or stuff like that i mean tyler boyd had a bunch of plays where he was into open space and he couldn't make a play to get the ball into a dangerous spot and you kind of rely on him, especially in this game for that because Costa can only do so much. And by the way, the pass from Edwards and Costa and all that fun stuff was unbelievable goal, such a great deaf touch. And it came out of really a nowhere, but it sort of set the tone for that second half as well. <laughs> and it was like, man, what a great run. Like everything was perfect. That's how it was supposed to be. And I, I don't know. It just, it, it,
1: let me be the devil on the shoulder with how great that touch was. You think, then you go back to the first half of Douglas Costa saving the ball inbounds and putting it right in the possession of Seattle. So right. as good as he can be, he also made the same mistake well, that eventually led to the goal. So right. it's kind of you 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 live and you die by Doug, by the Doug there.
0: But you do that with with Puj. Too right, Puj yeah, is a correct. high risk high reward guy. Same Were those Costa. Yeah, I mean, Jovovich did the same thing that ended up causing the Galaxy to have that thrown at the end. That's a Jovovich fault, not a not a, you know really. You look at preventing yeah. those plays. This is where. Zavalletta and Vanny will argue, what did you do before the play that caused yeah. us to be in the position that we're in? Right. And it's like, to, to, to yeah.
1: argue against my point, why wasn't that ball put to the corners? So you're not even in that situation.
0: Right. And, and so with Costa, so somebody I pointed out, I said, um, uh, you know, cause Costa kept that ball in and they're like, and I said, you know, really on, on in my opinion, watching that. I'm not going to fault the guy who gives 100% on that, which is yeah. Costa trying to save the ball, and he's trying to keep the ball in because they want to move up the field. And And, the yeah, and, and by the way, people say it would have just been a throw-in, but you can see what throw-ins do, right? But I mean, bad example, <laughs> like for most of the time, you'll take the throw-in there. Even Vanny was yeah, like, all day. maybe maybe the throw-in wouldn't be a great idea. He goes, but you know, and he goes, no, he goes, you know, ultimately, I think we would have been safer, had a chance to regroup and set ourselves with the throw-in than if we were trying to, you know, try, then trying to make that pass. Having said that, Aude had all the chance in the world to stand up his defender and he pulled out of the challenge. And so, if you're gonna blame somebody, which you can blame Douglas Costa, I'm fine with it. It's not gonna really make me lose sleep at night. But Costa gave 100% on that play. Aude gave like 25%. And I don't like it. I don't like him pulling out of a physical challenge, not in that area. You can do it in a lot of ways, right? But it's not like he was megged. It's not like there was space. It was going to be a 50 50 ball, it was a 50 50 ball. And he pulls out and, like, turns sideways in order to at least foul the guy in that case, because now it, he's turning towards Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. Except he's again. In, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, OK, so. Well, again, hindsight being yeah. what it is, of
1: course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Anything course. but the result that actually happened.
0: Of yeah. course. So, I mean, you know, those types of things you sit there and say, OK, you know, the whole deal. And I think that was was it Alfaro who was caught in between, I think, on that? It was Alfaro. And, and Yoshida, Yoshida also
1: was on the was just looked at a place. They I, just uh, I think they it was got, off,
0: got I think it was off the back shoulder, Yoshida, yeah. and that needs to be Alfaro stepping forward yeah. and that needs to be whoever's on that right hand side Lear Dam fu- fun- funneling in as well. There has to be a shift there in order to uh, in order to keep that. But so the Galaxy go down one well, nothing. You have to think at that point this game is over. Seattle's bossing that entire first half. You're like <laughs> I
1: thought it was. I thought it was. I thought that was an early goal down away at a, in Seattle at a team that historically, you know, the Galaxy haven't played well a team that's doing well kind of quietly you know, <laughs> towards the top of the table. So, yeah, I, I thought the game was done. Uh So I thought that we're finally going to put the nail in the coffin, which interestingly enough, and we're going to get this in scenarios, I was shocked. I had no clue that this was not an elimination game. I thought <laughs> with all the results and everything that goes down, I read the MLS, you know, <laughs> breakdown of what's at stake, who can clinch, who can right. be eliminated and to not see the LA Galaxy mm-hmm. crest nope. on that list. Nope. I was shocked. That you know a loss did not put them out of it, and I, I text you it was kind of funny. You said, "Well." We'll know Dallas's results going in, so that will give us a better understanding. And of course, severe thunderstorm, Texas weather. Right. You know, someone had the O from Toyota Stadium drop on them. So <laughs> the galaxies is still pending what's going to happen with Dallas. So it, it's 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 just crazy the way things went down.
0: Let's get super chats. Uh Philip Rivera, he has this one for you. Uh $2 super chat. He says, Hammer, uh, peak eventually, right? Yeah. Peak eventually. And he's like, still well, loading, still loading. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I appreciate I appreciate the faith. Philip, you know, uh, it quickly shifted shifted from peak at the right time to peak eventually. To now, <laughs> Matt, I I don't know what to say to you, brother. I, I don't I don't I don't know that the peak is coming. We're we're deep. We're just don't make the valley any lower. Is that is that going to be a new slogan that doesn't work on a shirt very
0: well? Though? <laughs> no, it's not. It's like don't make the valley a little shallower <laughs> if you don't lower in the thing. Well, here's the thing. Somebody did say uh, to me on Twitter. They're like, listen, I know it's bad. I know I know things are going and like, but in all seriousness, like, isn't the script written that the galaxy will win three games? in a row at the end of the season for the first time (laughs) under Greg Vanny and miss the playoffs. Like, is there a time
1: to if there's a time to do it, the time is now that would that would be it'd be perfect. It'd be a perfect ending. We finally get three games in a row and it's still not good enough. That that would be very fitting to this LA Galaxy season.
0: It would. Uh, Lasso's optimism, $20 super chat. Appreciate that. Uh, Evening gents, a little gutted, if not somber, of course, understand that. Uh, But got to give the guys lots of credit. All the adversity craziness they've given us. Big entertainment on very limited staff. Got to raise my glass. Cheers! Right, so cheers to Lasso's optimism. I appreciate that. I don't know. I have water. I got water.
1: I I have a water as well. Yeah. Cheers! Cheers to you as well. We'll raise our 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 plastic bottles. But yeah, the fight's been there. You give them credit for the adversity. We mentioned this last year how they finished that last ten games. Well, they're going to take this and learn from it and transfer it over. And we learned that you know it's fleeting. You know that doesn't necessarily always transfer. You would hope. What they learned, the fight, the depth, the experience that these depth pieces have now gotten, that you can now count on them to start in these situations, you hope that this carries over, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a funny game. It's a very, football is a, fi- a fickle mistress or soccer is a fi- fickle mistress and you just never know how it's going to go. So hopefully they learn from it. But what we learned last year is that it doesn't always carry over, uh, to start the next season necessarily.
0: Yeah. yeah by the way, I, I think we went over this on, on a couple shows ago and then the whole deal, but people, I think whenever Alex Ruiz was on, we went over this cause people were like, would you bring Douglas Costa back on Tam? He's not taking Tam guys. That's not happening. There's zero chance of Douglas Costa being like, yeah, guys, I feel really bad that I didn't play that well for you. (laughs) So let me just give you millions of dollars, um, you know, that I could be getting somewhere else not happening. So I think you're seeing the last games of Douglas Costa. Yeah, Uh, I think you've already seen the last game of obviously Chicharito. That's not happening either. By the way, there's many people out there sign them to TAM. There's like this magic like Tam disease that everybody (laughs) like sucks down that they think that players are just going to give up millions of dollars to play for Tam. It happened once. And only once did you really get a player on a TAM deal that definitely should have been a designated player. His name was Zlatan Ibrahimovic,
1: but it was in reverse. Yes, it was. I came on TAM with the understanding that there's going to be more money down the line. This is in reverse. I feel like we held on to Chicharito a year too long. Yes, and that's that's my that's my <laughs> your what do you call it? your. Uh, your evidence that, that why you shouldn't offer Doug Costa, Tam, is because we've seen this movie before with Chicharito. You bring them back after they look good. Maybe there's still something, you know, some meat left on the bone, and then you find out that they, they they can't do it anymore or a season-ending injury happens. I think that it's too risky to bring them back, and it's a wild thing to say because the best player on the field out of all those people, is that's the person you don't want back. But to your point, Douglas Costa, Chicharito, those – Say say what you will. Those are names. Someone's going to come knocking. Someone's going to offer them the money. Could be a homecoming back to Brazil for Costa. Could be a homecoming back to Mexico for Chicharito. Um, so so there, there's going to be places for them to land. I don't right. expect them to do take a charity case. Right. But frankly, as well, the you know Douglas Costa didn't earn. you know, the to be paid over the breadth of his stay. Nope. So even if, you know, we're not a Tam deal and he wasn't going to do this favor, He, as good as he's playing now, you say, well, as good as he's playing now, he's worth a DP, maybe not, you know, record breaking, you know, 7 million, eight money, 8 million, but like a, a 2 million, $3 million DP. Maybe he's playing at that level. But you have to think over the course of his time here, he he hasn't deserved that. Nope. And I don't know that the Galaxy trust him to put in another year, another two years. And I think it's it's fair. Thank you for your service. I appreciate you turning it on late. But I, I think it's time, uh, you know, they look at other avenues. You, you we've seen it around the league. You see it all the time. You don't you don't need to splash big to have impact players. Uh, on your teams here with Ricky push. You know, he, I don't think he's making as much as, uh, you know, Chicharito and Douglas Costa, but look at the impact that he could have on this team. And I'm sure he's going to ask for a renewal and he's going to get his, his paycheck when that time comes. But there, there are other ways that we can get this. I, I don't think Douglas Costa is going to be the answer moving forward as much as we've liked how he's played.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's there. In fact, we have a chart. It, this is the chart. We thought about just showing you this chart and just hanging up and then being done with the t- show after this. Uh, but this is, I think, the definitive chart. You want to know. We can talk about the the injuries, which would add to this chart. Um, and we could certainly look at, a, you know, a roster and sort of say, these are the minutes that you're missing. But bottom line, in 2023, and I know it says 2022, uh, but, but, <laughs> but in 2023, uh, the LA Galaxy right now are, have only gotten 49.4% of the total available minutes out of their uh, designated players. So they've been available for less than half, The available minutes Chicharito up there. That's good. Douglas Costa up there. Ricky Pooj up there. Ricky Pooj at almost 90%. You're not going to fault Ricky Pooj, but Chicharito less than 25% of the total games, obviously injured. Uh, Douglas Costa less than less than 35% of the total minutes available to him. Um, And and while (laughs) while it's nice to have him, that's your answer right there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's that's, and that's what I'm saying is as well as he's playing and the, con- the contributions that he's making, the corner kicks, the service, the passes, it's right there. 34% of the season. Or do you want a designated player, you know, pay whatever it is, the spot. Do you want a TAM player only playing 34% right. of the season? I think the answer is no. that That's not worth it to me. You know, 34% of the season, you know, I know we love th- throwing this guy just directly under the bus. That's something you expect from like an Efrain Alvarez, a Daniel Aguirre. 34% of the season. Wow, that, you know, they contributed, but they weren't someone that you needed to lean on designated player, 34%, 24% that, that doesn't cut it. And for some reason, the galaxy have just been absolutely plagued, uh, by this particular stat since you've been keeping track. Maybe you shouldn't keep track. Is that the problem?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's lots of problems, but yes, uh, this, that's probably correct. So since I've been keeping track in 2018 and let me remind you about 2018. So 2018 is the lowest finished, uh, total available minutes, right? 2018 had Zlatan Ibrahimovic as a non-designated player. <laughs> there's
1: your TAM player, right? There. So there's
0: your TAM players. So 2018, the LA Galaxy got less than half their minutes, didn't make the playoffs, right? Should have made the playoffs, didn't make the playoffs, yeah. uh, and uh, they had Zlatan Ibrahimovic as a TAM player at 50.7 percent of the total available minutes. And listen, 2023 could totally end up being a little bit higher than that, or right, it's it'll be it's going to be real close. There aren't that many it, it, three minutes. Three left. games left, yeah. And
1: you, it's not looking good for Puig and Tito right. definitely not there. So <laughs> he's, he's just playing, playing the averages, thirty three percent. Right. Like it, it doesn't. I don't think the math maths to, to get them back.
0: Um, so so that's where you're sort of sitting there. So that's what it is. So this would be the least available designated players in since I've been keeping track again. Uh, I haven't gone all the way back and done all those things, um, but I've sort of been keeping track of this recently because in 2018, it was an issue with Giovanni Dos Santos, I believe with Jonathan Dos Santos and the injuries that those guys were going through and all that fun stuff that was sort of happening. Oh, that was Ramon Alessandrini. Yeah, uh, Alessandrini. Yeah, Alessandrini yep. got hurt that <laughs> season. So that was, that was the reason we were sort of started keeping track. That's why this chart was born was, hey... It seems like the designated players aren't playing a lot of games. This is the reason your LA Galaxy are nine points away from a, you know, or six points away from a, a playoff spot in which they have to get nine points and hope that people just lose in front of them. Um, it's,
1: this is also one of those correlation or causation things, because you look to last year, you say, hey, last year, top four finish 62 percent. Right. It makes sense. That's exactly why you make the playoffs, because you get your DPs playing. But then you also look at 2021,
0: 62 percent, yeah.
1: and they missed the playoffs there. But th- we know how that went. We don't want to relive that situation. Right. They really should have been in the playoffs. That's that another year. one. 2018 should have been in
0: the again. playoffs. 2021 should have been in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs in 2022, uh, 2023. I also want to stop. And if you have any friends who say this, you have my permission, just slap them across the face. Uh, they're like, I don't want to make the playoffs because God, I'll just be embarrassed if we, if we get there and lose. No, Are you not embarrassed now. <laughs> right. I was going to say, let's finishing in 13th is so much better. Right. Instead of finishing in ninth. Um, so, it, no, not the correct answer either. The correct answer is, you know, is to get in the playoffs and see what happens. That's the way that even if you lose the first game three nothing and you're out, you at least were, had a chance to play for it. You always want to yeah. have the chance all right, having the chance means that you can win win a trophy. Not having the chance means you will never win a trophy if you don't have the chance. All right, but so
1: De- devil's advocate, yes, is making the playoffs and flaming out of the first round and not making the playoffs. That's we're splitting hairs in terms of success. I mean, I think finishing in ninth place and losing three zero in a wild card match. And then not and missing the playoffs. I don't know that one makes you super proud or, no, or more proud or less no. proud. I think they're both they're both bad scenarios. Yeah, it's just but but given yeah given the choice, of course you choose the pathway where you at least have an opportunity right. to play for it and try give yourself a chance at least.
0: Yeah. Let, let's let's do this again because I feel like we have to do this every every uh, <laughs> every show. We have to talk so about Greg Vanny and the and the and and the hot seat. Is Greg Vanny on a hot seat? Yes. How hot is that seat? Not very hot um it's warm right but it is certainly not hot enough that you're going to see him depart this offseason I see no signs of that whatever could totally be a surprise they could come Dan Beckerman could come out of nowhere I, I mean if you think about the decision making making sort of uh pyramid that is now in place it's Dan Beckerman there's not a more insulated guy probably in the whole structure of things that than Dan Beckerman he he you know uh he really doesn't like kevin baxter he probably doesn't even know who i am he sees me all the time he has no idea who i am um but the idea there is that he is he doesn't talk to a lot of people right so it's like one of those things where i can tell you what i think about i hear from like greg Vanny. i can tell you what i hear from tom braun i can tell you what i hear from these different levels and people talk about those guys because they're around they're accessible they're in bottom line is dan beckerman's not accessible to most of the people in the la galaxy front uh Organization. So it would be unlikely that you would hear something like, Well, I heard Dan Beckerman said that he's gonna fire Greg Van. Like it's just not gonna happen. Dan Beckerman's gonna decide it and then it would happen. So could it be a wild card and sort of do that? Absolutely. It's not happening, in my opinion, just from everything I've talked and and, and I know about Greg Vanny the position that he's been put in the hierarchy and the way that they've set up the two sides of things with business and operations uh, or, or you know the, uh, the on the side of uh, of the f- on the field stuff with Greg Vanny being in charge of that right and again it's almost like talking about Chris Klein in some ways which is Vanny has done a lot of things that haven't popped up on your radar because you guys aren't around the team all the time like in the locker rooms that type of thing the players love him I'm telling you right now, the players love him. The play and but and somebody said uh, in our Discord today, I think they're like, well, Josh has been telling us that the players like love him and the, and you see it, they're fighting for him and they're doing all this. The players love him. I I know that's hard to believe. I know that's I, I know people think, oh well, you know, they, I'm sure the players want him gone. No, the players don't. Uh, the players were also sad whenever Chris Klein got fired. So just understand the sort of situations well, that you're in. The- yes.
1: That's what it comes down to. The players love Bruce Arena as well, but their circumstances, right. uh, that, you know, caused him to leave. And so, it's just it, it's it's such a tough thing. I'm, I'm more, I think, I'm on the critical side of Vanny and believing that he's on the hot seat. Well, and I'll I'll come out up front and say I don't think he will be fired this off season for missing the playoffs. And you you have to consider the amount of injuries you showed the chart with the DPs, just the fact of how they're playing and how they're in games. Right. Um. You know, I, 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 with the roster that they have, you know, kind of making chicken salad out, out of chicken, something else. I, I think you give Benny a little bit of credit there, but I also think the seat should be warm. And I think if you're Dan Beckerman or if you're in the front office and making soccer decisions, I think you need to have, some feelers, some options, because what you don't want is, okay, the players love them, you have the system in place, and the next season you reload the roster, get a couple new designated players, their new roster additions, you look like you might be able to contend, and then you start the season very similar to how the season starts, and then now you're you know off to a rough 10-game stretch, and then you fire the coach who's the assistant, you're in a weird situation. I think feelers at this point, if they're not any hard conversations, but just like we hear, you know, Vanny talking to players and this relationship being built, I think, you know, conversations probably should be had. Who, who's our list of coaches? And it's an uncomfortable thing probably for Vanny or for people in that decision. But it's like, who's going to be available? Who, who can we consider that's coming down the line? Because right. I think you need to have a plan in place because you don't want to be caught off guard, sack Vanny. And then now what what do you do? You know, you're you're starting from scratch. You get someone with a new vision. It gets trickier. Right. But I think the results at some point have to matter. Yeah, they the do. The results they they haven't been there. We haven't won three games in a row. Right. You, you know, we're going to talk about the the game previews. The results just haven't been there. And at some point, as much as they like him, as hard as they've they've been playing, right. If the results aren't there. The, the results aren't there. At some point, he needs to be held accountable for that. You look at his overall record. It's not an over it's not an overall winning record. And it's probably not going to be an overall winning record for him over his tenure with the Galaxy so you know at what point does that have to give you can't you know keep having a coach who's has a losing record no that just does it doesn't make any sense
0: no i no, that's why i mean th- realistically you can say they're going to put out feelers but who's going to put out feelers remember the structure yeah, of the organization the
1: tough, that's the uncomfortable like who's going to greg greg that-
0: vanney's going to look for his own replacement yeah. <laughs> is that going to happen i mean this is the downside to this structure this is what yeah. we we said this is why you coaches, don't do this yeah. Yeah. you need to have somebody at the upper levels that's not dan beckerman Right. Because really, he's a separate yeah. organization. And who are his
1: connections? Dan Beckerman isn't in the soccer world, talking to other coaches. Yeah, you're, you're right. That, so, that yeah, that is the uncomfortable part about
0: it. And then you go over to the business side. Right. So if you were going to do this, let's say you're yeah. going to put out feelers for the Tom LA galaxy. Is it
1: connected Tom, to yeah, the coaching network? Yeah.
0: Love Tom, business guy. Remember? And that's why he's there. He's not on the coaching side. So how do you get who do you, you bring in a consultant? Do you bring in a new president? Is honestly, is Will Koontz out there looking for a new job, new, new coach? I which, think Dan Beckerman super go to
1: secret, move? double super secret mission. Right. I feel like he'd be the guy who you want. That's that's looking because
0: at. you're probably looking at him to possibly be more than what he is, which could move him into a different spot. That would be that would be sort of if I was Dan Beckerman and you're sort of looking at the guys that I'm trying to how do I pull that off? But be, let's be very clear that the way the galaxy are set up is not. Conducive to even finding a new coach because they'd have to fire Vanny, and then that fires a lot of the structure of their all the coaches, usually go, that's, you know, that type of thing. So now, the bummer. now you, you clear don't everything up. Yeah, that's yeah, why that, they're that, gonna. That's, that's one. The reason is I think the Galaxy won't do that is because the system is in place for it not to happen. Right? The other thing is that I fully expect with all of the changes that have happened within the structure of the organization that they expect Greg Vanny comes back and people ask how long his leash is. I don't know because it will be dependent, I think on on some of the results early in the season. But let's say they get off to an okay start. He gets all the way through the summer transfer window because that's, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the LA Galaxy don't spend they're gonna have two open DPs. Uh, is what we expect. And possibly you could move Ricky Pooge around depending on what you want to do. I expect they're going to have to pay Ricky more money, but that's that's a, neither here nor there. Um, so you're going to have at least one open DP. There's a chance the Galaxy sit on a, a, an op, a spot and wait till summer to bring in mm-hmm. another designated player because we know the summer transfer window is whenever the most things happen. So there's going to be a lot of things in there that sort of allow the leeway for Greg Vandy to sort of make it through that summer transfer window. Now, you know, coming down the stretch for next year, that's when the rubber hits the road. The Galaxy yep. need to be in a in a contending position near that summer transfer window and just outside of that bef- if Greg Vanney is going to stay. I mean, this is it. You you talked about results. The results months, will yeah. the results will matter next next year. Yeah. Because yeah. all the excuses will be out again, and, you know, ex- I'm expecting that, you know, seven or eight guys won't get injured again, but you know, you never know. Um, you know, the whole deal, but the the excuses won't be there. And by the way, uh, the word we're not allowed to use on this podcast is excuses because people don't know how to reasonably digest that word. Um, so we, we like to use reasons, right? Well,
1: it's, you, you don't have Chicharito, your, your leading goal scorer. You, Ricky Puj is, is in a walking boot. Douglas Costa plays 34% of games. I, I, are you supposed to pretend like, well, you should still win, You know, still be in the playoffs, still be absolutely bossing teams when you're missing those players? Come on. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I understand not making excuses, but at the same time, the cards that you've been dealt, you know, sometimes you could win with pocket twos and and sometimes you very easily, you know, you get beat with that. So it, you have to be realistic with, with the hand that you, you're you dealt.
0: I, I am of the belief that Greg Vanny is one of the better coaches in Major League Soccer. People can disagree with that all they want. I saw what he did at Toronto. It took time to do it at Toronto. The Galaxy were supremely messed up, which we heard from everybody who left. Uh, you know, I had so many meetings with people who no longer worked with the LA Galaxy who wanted to tell me all the things that were screwed up with the LA Galaxy once they left. So many meetings. I have people who are fans of the podcast that are connected in different teams and they go places and they're in this other team and they're like, wow, this is so much more put together than what the LA Galaxy were. So understand the actual crap show that the LA Galaxy were, And to an extent kind of still are you're waiting for that to sort of simmer down. I actually think that the infrastructure they've put in behind the scenes, all those things, major positives. And I feel like that's starting to bear a lot of fruit. If you looked at the transfer windows, they have been different. They have been pointed. They have sort of been trying to do that knowing sort of where they were in the summer with, with the summer transfer ban and everything else that's going. I mean, remember this is a team that got caught cheating, right? This is a team that then hired a cheating president back because he was out of contract.
1: that, that's it's still going to go down in history as one of the wildest decisions to, to bring him back. Did but you see Patrick's like,
0: tweet on that? Yeah. It, it would, I think he tagged it was it was uh, on on Twitter, but I think he tagged both of us on there. But basically, he said AEG's decision to bring back Chris Klein for his, okay. for his seventh yeah. year was one of the most monumentally stupid things that has ever happened in the history. Tone deaf. Yeah, yeah tone, tone, tone not even is, just tone deaf. Yeah. Why would you do it? There's no <laughs> point in doing it. It's like, and, oh and, wow, and, we didn't realize it was going to be a problem. Really, you didn't realize it was going to be a problem. Guy got caught and he got pegged for the cheating. Whether it was other people or not, he yeah, was the guy who was at the top he's in of the charge. This. Institutional control. It right lack of yeah, NCAA talk. Lack of mm-hmm. institutional control, right? You get punished for that. It doesn't matter. Right. So he's there and then he's out of contract. You could do nothing and he wouldn't no, he would not come back. It would have been done. It would have been <laughs> done. And they went out of their way to bring him back.
1: And, and he's still getting paid, probably. That that's a crazy thing. But all as much as you say, Vanny is one of the better coaches. I'm going to go the other direction as well. Uh-huh. We saw his his you know French connection experiment and how that worked out. And you look at the changes this season. Right. What's been one of the differences in the front office? Will Kuntz, Will Kuntz going back yeah. to that. And I I don't want to say that you know, the super secret mission. Maybe he's looking right, out, right. you know, shout out to Jose. Maybe we get Piojo in the mix, you know, someone who, who I've wanted, uh, in, in, galaxy colors and coaching the team. So it, it's who's making, is that a Greg Vanny structure and system that he's, is he bringing those guys in or is it, you know, Will Koontz, is he part of that? And that's kind of, it's vague like that on purpose. And it's always been like that because right. we've said that about Klein and with, um, Uh, Karofsky, you know, well, whose guy is this? Who is it attached to? And so we can have that fun conversation, but we also know that Greg had his name on some of the players who didn't pen out. And it feels like with no proof and no evidence, like some of the moves that were made, maybe had Kunz's signature on it. And so maybe, you know, as, as much as you want to applaud Vanny for you're right, it was in such shambles getting a structure period in place was necessary but at some point, the, the results and whoever's going to pull that trigger and make that decision. I was going to say something wild, but it doesn't really make sense. Like, do you move Vanny because he has the vision, he has the right idea. No. But for some reason, no, you're the not tactics, going to. No, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's like trying him to make Costa a GM and yeah. then bring in another coach. It's, yeah, th- that doesn't make sense. But it's, it's like, it, it, like
0: saying it, Costa is going to be brought in on TAM. Yeah. It's like, no, no, Greg doesn't want to be a GM. Greg wants no. to be a coach. And coach. Greg, he wants by the way,
1: to have the vision.
0: Just, just be prepared. Greg Vanny. Should he get fired, we'll go off and coach another team almost immediately. He is well-respected within the league. He will get a job, and that job will probably see him be successful at it. Very uh, nice. Enjoy your
1: new coach, San Diego. Right? I mean... We'll see, we'll see you soon for the, the California Derby.
0: If he became available and San Diego knew he was going to be available, he would be their <laughs> coach. It wouldn't even take 20 minutes of deliberation. No. <laughs> I, I don't it know... Almost,
1: yeah, I, I feel like we know what's happening, and we're we're looking to we know what's happening twenty twenty
0: five. Yeah, it, it, it is, and yeah, it's yeah. We talked about uh, girl math, right? We've talked about the the, the <laughs> Vanny the Vanny going Vanny to, math, to uh, the, galaxy uh, math. Yeah, Costa math. Remember that's Costa yeah. math. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Uh, you know, could you bring in a GM over the coach? Yes, you could absolutely, but that's not the structure of the LA Galaxy are set up in, and
1: that's not what Vanny did. Vanny didn't come <laughs> for that. Yeah, that's not what he signed up for.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm like you know the whole deal. So you can look at that stuff. I think that seeing the the what they're going to have which will be a normal remember as much as we want to pretend that the winter was a normal transfer window it wasn't because they knew that they had to do stuff that possibly they weren't going to get done in the summer window and it was a
1: magic trick they did they they got in the the street jacket with their you know, the hand side behind their back and they, they made it work and it was a miracle. But you're right. It wasn't a normal situation. So you almost want to give them a real summer right. transfer right. to see what they can
0: do. Uh, Mr. Provino says Vanny would suck at San Jose. <laughs> he would. <laughs> Doesn't
1: everyone suck at San Jose? I, that was that a tough
0: yeah. one. You can't go there and be successful. It's like going to Colorado. Would Vanny go to Colorado? You know, it's that, that type of thing. Um, we I, I saw some people mentioning they're like, maybe Robin Frazier comes in to help with the defense, though. I, I, was, I mean, I, mm, I, we already I'm, said that, I'm, right? I'm shocked
1: he's not already... And I, I can if I were willing, if Vegas was taking money on it, I would I would place a bet that Robin Frazier is going to be part of this coaching staff next season, if I had to guess.
0: So, um, yeah, that would be my I would be my guess, unless he yeah. gets another head coaching job somewhere, which I don't think is going to pop up for him right 14th away. Fourteenth like,
1: place doesn't they don't they don't come offering, but they might. Yeah, he's, he still, he's still
0: such a good coach. That's, that's yeah. the other thing is that I know people want to, like, you know, knock on some of these guys and you go, oh, well, you know, uh, Robin Frazier, he finished 14th and nobody's going to. Robin Frazier is highly respected within the league. So again, another guy who could wind up being a head coach somewhere if somebody yeah. needs one. So um, there's
1: there's something to be said for having done it before. Yeah. Regardless of where that puts you on the table. Right. That's that's a skill that you want your coaches to have coming into the position.
0: Right. I like it. Vanny is the new Klein. Right. That was, uh, that was what somebody said. It's yeah. it like you can't fire him. It feels that way. You can. You
1: need someone to point the cannons at. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can, by the way, you can fire Greg Vanny. It just you have to be real. I would say this. I would, having seen the LA Galaxy go through coach after coach after coach, seeing that the infrastructure wasn't set up, seeing that all the things that should have been done to make this team, which was once the crown jewel of Major League Soccer, let's not forget, um, fall completely down and ground. And now they're at the bottom with most of the league laying on top of them. Only Colorado is cushioning them from the sweet soil uh, and the rest that will come with that. Uh, By the way, uh, I looked at it and uh, Colorado can still pass, can still tie the LA Galaxy on points right now so yeah. so the galaxy could finish 14th probably because if there would be a winds change there and maybe call you know maybe colorado i didn't look at the tiebreaker i was gonna say
1: colorado's protecting them from the plague or whatever right. is coming out of the ground that, uh, over there on that field
0: right um you know and wouldn't it be even more uh uh poetic for the galaxy to not finish 13th but 14th right i mean you know last in the western conference <laughs> have,
1: have 13th ripped away from him on decision day that right. would be brutal right
0: yeah. so Anyway, so that's sort of the thing. But I'm just, I'm just, I want to be clear in what I see and what I hear. And if you talk to any of the reporters, uh, talk to Damian Calhoun, talk to Alex Ruiz, talk to Scott French, everybody expects that Greg Vanny's is going to be back next year. There's, there's like zero doubt in that for us. We're like, no, he's back next year. And, and now next year will be the year. We're, we're yes, the, this is it. We're, we're there. But yeah, it, we're he's going to be back where, next year.
1: Yeah. It, it, the and I, shout out to comments ninety six for making this is the frustrating thing with Vanny. Is you know the system seems to take very long. You, you see coaches go in and you know there's a spark and something happens and the, you know they turn things around. You see it happening with with Portland, uh, you know with the change in management and somehow it it happens to work out. It seems like <laughs> Vanny to finally get the players playing his way. It's taken three years. It's been yeah. a long process. So you can look at that. Okay, he's finally cooking, but at the same time you can say why does it take this long? to get some, you know, your system going
0: and at some point,
1: can you, yeah, can you adapt, make other things work? You know, and that's, that, that's a question. That's a real question mark. We saw it and shout out to David as well with, you know, GBS, GBS had a quote unquote system and he kept trying to make the players play in the system, even though it was mostly, it sounds like it was roll out the ball and, you know, go, go score. But he he had a way that he wanted to play and it wasn't working with the players were brought in and he had to be let go as well.
0: Uh, yeah. Somebody says slow start again, and he's gone. I just, again, I don't think, uh, tell me what that slow start looks like. Like, you actually have to be in the moment. This is going to be very much, it's like this year. And Eric and I are going to say something about this year. You may agree. You may not agree. <laughs> but we went back and looked at it before we started because we were like, this is a really weird season. Because for as bad as the LA Galaxy have been, 13 out of 14 team in the Western Conference, um, and they've been in 13th for so long that basically they're going to like carve it into stone pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, they can hard. They're going to retire them. 13 again. I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> that's, the, that's a great, that's a great joke. Uh, <laughs> Jermaine Jones is going to come back out with the thirteen. <laughs> that's that's how long this they've is, been in 13th.
1: A very Jermaine Jonesy season.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, well, ha- having said all that, there are only a handful of games where you can sit there and say the LA Galaxy were just blown off the map, right? Just blown yeah. off the map. And most of those games did not come across as top contenders in either of the conferences, right? So we can go back and look at that. I mean, the three, one opening thing. The funny thing is the galaxy scored first in that game is the only game they scored first and didn't win the whole season. Um, And, or, or didn't, or didn't get a point at least in, in the whole season. Uh, That being said, you can go down here, the three, nothing loss in Houston away in Houston, three nothing loss. That was that was one of those games that was over very quickly, right?
1: They looked out of it. They they didn't look like they were in that game. Yes, right.
0: correct. The uh, funny enough, the two nothing loss to Orlando is kind of one of those as well because Ricky Poosh didn't play that game, right? Yeah. That was one of those where was, Ricky didn't play. Was
1: that a yellow card accumulation? I think
0: I think it was, and yeah. so and it was away at Orlando, two nothing loss. That was one of those that sort of felt it. DC United three nothing, right? That three nothing was sort of like, oh man, that was a. That was never a game the Galaxy were in. That was never going to be a game that they were going to win. Funny enough, they should have been in that game. They just were never there for that game.
1: Yeah, and and I also want to shout out Christian in the chat uh, because what I was going to say as we look through these results and say, because what the comment I made is, where was the spanking? Where was it that the Galaxy got beat up? Yep, And I think back to... MLS is back. I think back to right. 2017. Right. I think back to to those years, and there were five zeros, you know, six two seven ones. There were those results in the Galaxy lineup because they were just outclassed and just beat up on. And this season, you know, we're it's going to that. the results. The worst we can point to is a three zero, and so that that kind of says something uh, in terms of this Galaxy team. Somehow, as bad as they've been, still kind of hanging around and being in the mix and pretty much all of these games
0: Yeah, the four two in vancouver which is the Chris Mavinga red card which is the uh the own goals the the, all the faults that happened like all the stuff that happened in that early game and having said that that four two game was three two in the second half because the galaxy came back in that game they were not out of place in that one um
1: yeah that that's the one i pointed to and said well that's the worst performance that that's when i feel like i lost hope in this team but then you're right when you look back at it critically it's like wait no they they still showed fight in that game the second half they looked like a completely different team a man down yep. after you know a Chris Mavinga concussion just mental you know lapse and breakdown uh it's crazy. Yeah. You, as bad as that performance was, there was good in it.
0: <laughs> Somebody asked where Dominic Kinnear is right now. Oh, he's winning uh, supporter shields with Cincinnati. That's where he's at. So just letting you know. Dom <laughs> that whole
1: staff is very like it's Galaxy. Pat adjacent.
0: Noonan. Yeah. It's, it's I, funny. Yeah. Ken Kenny Pat, Arena. Yeah. Kenny Arena. Uh, Dominic Kinnear uh, is all there. Uh, the 4 2 loss to LAFC at LAFC earlier, right, was a game in which the Galaxy were in for most of that game as well, right? So you can't say that, that one was a blowout. So really, you go through this whole thing and say, where were the blowouts? Where were the Galaxy not competitive? And when you realize Chicharito, Brugman, Cossaris, Caligari, Neal for this game, Delgado, Zavaleta, and Mavinga and Puj were all missing from the lineup. You're basically missing seven or eight starters out of a club for this last game. And tell me that they didn't come out there. And again, biggest shock of my life. Greg Vanny's system is working to some extent because the guys play within it. And they were competitive against a Seattle team that was absolutely trying to bury them in the first half, didn't get the job done, and the Galaxy came back in that second half. Let me talk about the throw in real quick. All right. Cause I talked <laughs> earlier about Jovalich. I just want to throw this out there for a throw in, throw it out there. Um, Yovalich kept the ball in, tried to back heal the ball and that kept the ball in play. The ball was eventually tackled out, which is why there was a throw in. Then there was the possibility of a handball. So VAR slowed everything down. The VAR check was complete. There was no handball because you could see it on replay. There wasn't a handball. It's pretty simple uh, to look at. And then the throw in comes in. Now there is a rule in throw ins. All right.
1: I was going to say, as someone who coaches U8, U9s, I know where you're going. And this is the bane of my existence on Saturdays when I see this happen. Because with the, <laughs> the ref to the refs, sometimes you get a ref who's all over it. Sometimes you get a ref right. who's loose with it. But yeah, go on.
0: Yeah. So um, so there, there's a rule of thrones. Basically, one is that both feet have to be on the ground. That's one of the rules, right? And that both hands have to come over the head at the same time. Right, right. now, the biggest indication that hands do not come over the head at the same time is spin on a soccer ball. Heath Pierce mentioned this in the broadcast with Mark Rogandino. They talked about it. He goes, I'm surprised. Heath Pierce said it, and you were probably already crying, but I heard it, right? Which was, he said, wow, I'm surprised nobody's complaining about that throw-in because the ball comes off like a curve ball. It probably moves four feet because it has so much spin on it. It was right? a corner kick, essentially. It, yeah, it was. It had, it had that much spin on it. And I don't. It's one of those things that doesn't get called in major. You'll never league. see. It called. You'll never see. You'll never see that
1: get called. But
0: the bottom line is that the reason some of these guys are able to throw the ball so far is because they're taking advantage of that rule. Because if you get one hand be more behind the ball, yep. Whenever you you can whip you it around, track. yep, and you can you get the carry. Now, the I, I said I wanted to explain what defenders do or how you defend in this situation, right? Because uh, I talked to some people about it. Plus, I played this position. I, I do understand how how defenders work in this place. The mistake that was made on the throne was Yoshida not being able to front his man because you can't let them get ahead on the ball because once the ball is headed, everybody has to freeze. You don't get to mark your man. You have to freeze and wait to sort of see where the ball is going. So everybody who blames surreal for not following his man, he has no idea where that ball is coming and you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're going to knock it into your own goal. So the idea there is that once it's flicked, you stop, look and then go explode to the ball, right? The only problem is the attackers don't have to worry about that and they never do. And where did that ball fall directly to, by the way, Roldan scored that scores that goal. Obvious, great goal like you know it's fine it's Give very credit. timely that,
1: that's a poacher's goal yeah yeah, it's,
0: yeah it's, very very timely and then makes team of the freaking week the dude was snoring <laughs> the whole game yeah i don't that's fair. i don't know, the, because you scored a. It, okay so you scored a goal how do you yeah, make but, team of the week off of that
1: because it was a game-winning goal in the 97th minute did he, that's how they did he have the things.
0: assist on the first one too i can't remember
1: uh, no i don't think no so, i don't think so
0: either right yeah yeah, yeah okay. it wasn't
1: he wasn't on that okay, side just of the field checking, i don't
0: believe just check it um, but that's sort of, that's where I said, so yes, Surreal is at fault up to a certain point, but the real problem is that you can't let them get ahead on it. Yoshida has to front his guy. He has to jump in front of him. He has to make sure that he doesn't have the space to do that. Somebody else has to go to that ball. There's man marking. And then once the ball that's, is in the air, you have to go to the ball too. You can't just, yeah. if you just marked the guy, you'd never get a ball. That's not how that works. And so Surio <laughs> has to try to be ready to move to that ball. Once he sees that a header is going to have to have to come off. And it's, it's just, unlucky.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's tough and it's situational, but also you have to have the game awareness as well. Look at the clock, you know, you know, or, you know, you know that you're in injury time. It's a throw in feels like it's going to be the last play of the game. You have to know the pressures on in that moment. So it, it is, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, you know, letting a guy loose at that stage of the game by himself, unmarked, it's, I, I see what you're saying, but at some point, you you want to go for the ball, but it's with it being so risky and it being the situation. Even if leaving he, guys open is tough.
0: even if Cerezo runs with roll down, that's still a goal. There's zero t- chance because you're not.
1: Then he gets the touch that he takes. Would have put him off of the defender. You're you're, yeah, you're, rea-
0: you're reactionary as a defender. Okay, you get to anticipate. I'm not saying you don't get to anticipate, right? But one, you can't anticipate where that ball is going to fall, right? Once it hits the head, you can't. It's too short of a, a distance for you yeah. to be. well, that,
1: That's the kicker right there. Right. It's, it didn't land directly on Roldan. It was the header that, that landed there. And you're right. Once it hits that, then it becomes any, anybody's game at that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, so, but that whole thing. But even if he follows him as a defender you are reactionary to what is basically happening. You're still going to be a half step. The behind. timing's off. It's yeah. not going to work. So roll down yeah. still scores, even if Surreal. and then you're still going to blame Surreal. I like <laughs> Surreal. I thought he had a fairly good game because he's had sort of been hit or miss in some of these. I thought he had a, very good, I had a fairly good game. I didn't have really any many notes on that. And I'm not going to sit there and, and, and burn the guy for that play when you, one, shouldn't be giving up the throw in in that particular situation. And two, you have to be able to jump in front that guy. Uh, whenever it well, comes through,
1: I think that's the other piece of it also, because you, you're right, you know, if he just stays on the man, that's one piece of it. But there's something about, you know, and I know this goes with the ethics of the game and gamesmanship as well. Getting a body on someone just being being a nuisance, right. being in the way. There right. are some defenders in MLS who are really good about that. I, I don't feel like that is a strength of our back line is. They're not a in-your-face annoyance. You saw it with Nuhu in the in the first half. You know he's just a guy who you know gets under attackers' skin. Right. And I, I don't think we have that guy on our back line.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a, it's one of those. So, uh, yeah, it was one of the things. Yeah, uh, Roldan. I know I know and- Andre's over here saying that I'm don't know what I'm talking about. No, I do know what I'm talking about on this, especially because we talked about it. I actually talked to some players. I did the whole thing. So yes, that's a, that's just a tough situation. The bottom line is don't let that ball get headed. You it's the header. The, the header is what you, makes the you, difference. you can't because you don't know. There is zero chance that he headed it directly to Christian Roldan. He put it in a position and Roldan ran into it, right? That's it. Just to
1: buy a ticket. So yeah, if, Roldan, a ticket
0: if Roldan is there, if, if Cerio is there next to his guy, he probably can't stop that ball either. He might knock it in himself. That's how close it was to everything that it was. It's a very difficult position to be in. You hope that somebody slides over. You hope that somebody can make a play. You hope that the ball doesn't get headed. That's the idea, right? And so again,
1: which is where that that comment of getting a body, g- causing chaos, you know, doing something, push up, doing something, yes. yeah, do do something, yeah.
0: Um, so anyway, it, it's it's one of those things that you look at. And by the way, you want to talk about that? We talk about defensive lapses and things that happen. That's a midfielder that has a defensive lap, right? That's a defender that had a defensive lap, right? That's a forward that had a defensive lap. All in the same play. Those are the things that led to a goal, um, and that's how that's how these things work. That's how these things always work, right? So yeah. that's why Vanny will tell you there's 11 defenders. That's why, as I have a letter, will tell you there's 11 guys out there in the whole deal. And you could start to put blame on every single one.
1: So. Yeah, and, and that's the funny thing too because we mentioned Vanny is the new client where you, you need someone to to point at and to right. say, well, this is the reason why we lost. When you lose, there, there's plenty of blame to go around. We haven't mentioned it either, but Bond got some flack as well. You know, I, I'm not going to give him as much Fleck, because again, point blank, (laughs) point blank, there's nothing you can do, but you've, you've seen, you know, goalkeepers would make reflex saves. And I, I, I don't know how much of that is chance, how much of that is actual reflexes that you can do. But when you're point blank in that close, I don't know that there's much the bond can do, but I did see him. He caught a few, few strays as well. Uh, because you you need someone to point to when it all goes wrong. To me, I look at that throw and I just say, you just got beat. You just I mean, that happens. It, it, it happened at a bad time. But I think had that happened a different point of the game. You say hey, we, we just got beat and you, you can we can analyze it to death. But at the same time, we we just got beat on that play. It Guy, is what it is.
0: Guys said afterwards that uh, definitely a gut punch to talk to Jonathan Bond, talk to Kelvin Leardam, uh, talk to Greg Vanny. Uh, they were all uh, disappointed, as you can imagine. Remember the Yellow Galaxy already in Minnesota. They traveled today. Uh, so they're in Minnesota. Yeah, they didn't come home. Yeah, they didn't come home. So they will travel. Uh, they will train tomorrow in Minnesota. They have the game on Saturday. That's sort of where everything sit, sits and finishes up uh, for that, right? So you're like, okay, cool. This is the reset. Now, no doubt that they were bummed and that they were down and everything there. I have zero, uh, zero doubt in my mind that they won't come out in Minnesota and absolutely just Throw it all, caution to the win. They have to. Right, this is a must win. It is. It's easy. Yeah. To, it's easy to get up for this. This is easy yep. to get up for. These guys will be up for it. Uh, Dallas will play uh, a little bit earlier again, um, and so I think the LA Galaxy get a chance possibly <laughs> to see what what that happens as well. well. We'll sort of watch and do that. Is this a regular schedule for for Dallas? Yeah. Did they reschedule? Okay, I don't know They're when they match. rescheduled that game yet. They have three games, so here I can even tell you. Um, Some of the stuff I because I did some some maxes right like max points and these are impossible like for all of these to happen at the same time because people play each other and so you not everything's gonna be max but here are your max points Uh, San Jose who's an eighth has two games left with 42 points That's a max of 48. Dallas has 41 points. They have three games to play now because they had the rescheduled just like the LA Galaxy now. So they have three games maximum of nine points there so they can go from 41 to 50 points Uh, really like two wins for Dallas and it's over. Uh, If the Galaxy win and Dallas wins uh, then you get to take it to the next game and then if Dallas wins and the Galaxy win it would be over right. It would be one of those and we can yeah, you can go through scenarios and I was going to say check.
1: Yeah. 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 I I have my my charts that I in my my little notes that I took as well. So if you want to pull up the standings when you're done we can yep, go
0: we'll, through it but we'll you're go right
1: go over the the max
0: yeah. yeah so austin who's in 10th listen austin sporting kansas city and minnesota all have a max of 44 guess who also has a max of 44 the la galaxy, galaxy. yeah the mm-hmm. galaxy can get a maximum of 44 points total uh colorado has a max of 35 that was why i told you the galaxy at 35 points they could technically tie the galaxy i don't know what the tiebreaker would be it would be wins and i'd have to look to see how that would happen but the galaxy yeah. would have to go zero and three in order for that to happen i imagine they're gonna get a point somewhere which would keep colorado below them 14th uh, regardless of what colorado does uh, just to remind you that if the la galaxy got to 44 points uh they would need help basically still to get into the playoffs and it basically means Correct. that dallas can't get more than th- more than three points really dallas almost has to lose out in in a lot yeah. of ways right yeah because tiebreaker won't go well yeah. for the la galaxy
1: so yeah, that, that's where i'm landing so okay. i'll, I'll sh- share my scenarios or do you have do you i have got more? one more thing i just wanted okay. to say
0: that in 2022 the la galaxy finished with 50 points so the max they can finish with this year is 44 points. There's a 6 point difference there, but only a 6 point difference, but it meant they finished 50 points and fourth in the Western Conference. That's what I wanted to sort of just give you perspective on on things and yeah. how it goes. Okay, now I'll bring up the standings. Standings are up. We are we are ready, sir.
1: <laughs> so so to your point, you know, 50 points we we didn't mention 50 points last year but had them with a home playoff game, fourth place. And so now we we mentioned 42, 43 kind of being the magic number. Now we're saying 44 is still not going to be good enough. So best case scenario for the LA galaxy right now, if they get three wins, it'll put them at 44 points and why this is bad news. And we're, we're they're technically not dead yet, but basically they're dead is with 44 points. They're still going to need help because if they, the tiebreaker, first tiebreaker is wins the galaxy with three wins puts them at 11, uh, 11 wins. But then you look at Kansas city, Austin, Dallas, San Jose, Portland the teams that haven't clinched they all have 10 wins so all of those teams just need one win and then when you look at the goal differential it's pretty it's you know minus 10 for the Galaxy the closest would be Kansas City and Minnesota with minus six they'd have to make up four goals on top of those wins to make up so just one win from any of those teams and the galaxy are in bad shape so to your point a team like dallas they have three games left if they just get one win that puts them on 11 wins and they're most likely with a positive goal differential going to finish above the galaxy so that for all intents and purposes would knock the galaxy out right minnesota if you don't beat them then you have minnesota you know at 40 possibly 44 points so the only team that they could probably knock out would be minnesota by leapfrogging them by beating them and then if they beat minnesota then the maximum points for minnesota would be 41 and then there's no way that minnesota could catch them if the galaxy went out right uh then you look at portland they're sitting on they're the closest they're at 43 points just one win from them puts them at 46 and they're out of reach for the galaxy so they just have to go 50 percent and they've cleared the Galaxy. Same thing with San Jose. If they just get one win out of their final two games, that puts them on 45. Even if the Galaxy went out, they finish above uh, the Galaxy. You look at Austin, that's where it gets a little bit trickier. Uh, with Austin, there are two games that they have left. If they win both games, they're at 44. That's probably unlikely, the way Austin's been playing. Right. But then you look at, uh, you know, if they do win those two games, that puts them on 12 wins, which would be better than the Galaxy. So Austin winning would put the Galaxy out. So any way you look at this, the Galaxy have to win three games in a row to even have a chance. And then teams just need to win one of two, get some, you know, basic results, uh, you know, and, and that knocks the Galaxy out. So I think this this weekend we could find out if the Galaxy don't win in Minnesota, we, they could finally be eliminated. And part of me is like, I understand the, the piece of, you know, put me out of my misery. Uh, but at the same time, With all that, everything that I just described, that's not much. It doesn't take much for the other teams to knock out the LA Galaxy. Minimal amount of points. We're hoping for basically the whole league to tie every single game, and that's going to be the best case scenario for the Galaxy. And that's a lot to ask for, for, you know, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams. Right. To seven teams to all falter. Right. That's a lot.
0: Yeah. Draws. A lot of draws. Yeah. L- losses. W- losses. Whenever they're playing people way up high that all, yeah. have already clinched spots. You know, zero points is great, but you don't want to give other people points whenever they're still in a race yeah. too. So draws are sort of your your friend on uh, on that one. So that's where the LA Galaxy sit, and then of course, uh, you know, we can sort of look at the uh, at the schedule here, um, and the schedule shows you three games left. Minnesota on Saturday, uh, and then uh, a week later it'll be the makeup game against rsl that's the game in hand uh that's during the international break and then on 10 21 the la galaxy in dallas for fan appreciation night uh, it would be maybe maybe the galaxy win fan appreciation night when they're already eliminated from the playoffs right and <laughs>
1: spoiler for dallas and, maybe that's the and, one thing they could do maybe, but again there's is there is there do you celebrate that is there pride in you know knocking a team out it's not like dallas is our number one rival. I don't know what pleasure you'd get out of that
0: decision day or, 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 or sort of, you know, the fan appreciation day game usually at least recently has had come with a lot of stress. So, so maybe, maybe you just, maybe because there's no stress, maybe that's a better way to watch yeah. that game. I don't You're know. relaxed. You're, yeah. Right. Maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. You get to
1: watch it as a neutral essentially. Yeah.
0: Listen, I, we were going to talk about the awards that the, the postseason awards that are sort of going out, but the fact that the LA galaxy are nominated in most of these is laughable. Um, yeah. and, and we can always do it another time. Uh, but like, you know, the MVP nominations, Ricky Pooch is on there. Sure. He's going to win team MVP. That's fair. You know, that's fine. Yeah. He's not going to win league MVP. I don't know why you're even putting him out there. Uh, Jonathan Bond is goalkeeper of the year. Nope. Not happening.
1: That's, that's uh, wild, a wild decision. I understand wanting to nominate your guys, but right. <laughs> looking at a negative goal differential, uh, you know, that's almost... I don't know. I don't want to say it. So it feels like, like embarrassing. Like, why, it would, we, it, you why should. would we put that name forward when you, you look at how have. bad,
0: some bad moments. Guaranteed he's not worried about winning goalkeeper yeah. of the year either. Uh, Lucas Caligari uh, for newcomer of the year. Uh, also with Tyler Boyd, newcomer of the year. They're not going to win either of those. Caligari, if he was healthy, you might talk about him in yeah. that vein. Uh, MLS young player nominees. Uh, you had uh, Jalen Neal in there for, for LA. And if he was healthy, we could talk about that. Yeah. Uh And he's
1: one that gets overlooked in these injuries pieces. You know, with the start of the season that he had, you know, him not being part of this back line and being able to hold things down, you're you're seeing – Part of the reason why there's a lot of these goal fests is because Jalen Neal is is not in this not in these
0: games. Yeah, he's he was he was one of the reasons for sure. The Galaxy have definitely given up more goals as they accelerated into all these injuries. I mean, we can reasonably say Tony Alfaro is a fourth string pick who's starting because Mavinga's injured because Zavaleta is injured because Neal is injured, right? Because Caceres is injured. I mean, we could you, you could go down and sort of see where all these sit. Uh, Greg Vanny is Coach of the Year not happening. Uh, MLS Referee of the Year. You know, we're, lo- we, you, you know we're vo- <laughs> vo- voting. Who who are we rooting for again? So for I, I, lu- I looked it up. Year?
1: We were talking about this before the show. Okay. We went hard for MLS. Referee of the year and assistant referee of the year. Okay. Last year's assistant referee of the year was Corey Rockwell. That's right. He's actually he's a heavy heavy presence on Twitter and he he tweets like not his highlights but like he tweets whenever he's in the background of shots and in in, in in the mix. I think he he was the assistant referee at MLS Cup final last year and he was they showed a video of him locked in. So shout out to Corey Rockwell. We right. talked to him big. Right. Uh, last year for taking it home, uh, we're going to have to familiarize uh, ourselves with the games of uh, these assistant referees and referees this year, and then we'll we'll give our picks. That'll be one a special right. episode because it looks like the after all the scenarios that you described and I described. Right. I think we'll have time uh, during the playoffs to talk about these awards.
0: I just want to say it's a dang shame that our boy Corey Rockwell is not on this list again. I don't know how he's I don't know his, how he's not on this list yeah, either. Okay. That's
1: disrespectful at this point.
0: It is disrespectful. It's the politics. D- yeah. it, 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 I'm sure it is. Uh, just showing you the schedule again. Uh, Minnesota, all that fun stuff is there. Let's get you ready for the game coming up on Saturday. Minnesota hosting the LA Galaxy. This is a 5.30 p.m. kickoff. It's 5.30 p.m. TV start time. 5.39 p.m. TV uh, kickoff time. Wow. Let me screw that up more. 5.30 p.m. TV, 5.39 p.m. kickoff time, all right, on Apple TV. Nine-minute lead-in. Yeah, as your your normal nine-minute yeah. lead-in with uh, with MLS season pass, and that's where you can find that game. The LA Galaxy have a tremendously good record against Minnesota. Not only that, but they beat Minnesota at, in Minnesota a lot, right? This is not something that hasn't happened. Galaxy have seven wins versus Minnesota's two wins with four total draws. The LA Galaxy, four three winners earlier, in fact, not that long ago, uh, against Minnesota, uh, if you'll remember that one lost three to two of them last year and then a 1-1 draw in minnesota the last time they were in minnesota on may 18th of 2022 but the galaxy have won in minnesota it's rarely a game that they lose interesting stuff about minnesota coming out of adrian heath they got their butts handed to them by lafc 5-1 one it stoked the lafc fires everybody thinks they're good again and two is uh, that minnesota is reeling from that. And when Adrian Heath was asked about what he has to say to the fan, because it's their fan appreciation day, it's their last home game, their fan appreciation day, what he had to say about that, what was his response to the fans after the 5-1 loss, knowing that they would come home, he said, we're going to put out an 11 that is going to compete, right? That was it. He was like, I don't care, which means you could see changes, which means you might see things flipped up. But he's going to find guys who have the passion in them more than anything else. That's what Adrian Heath is looking for. Somebody with some fight because they got rolled against LAFC.
1: So he's not going to be looking for a point to put them in good position for that final game. He's going to he's going to put it all out there. I
0: mean, I mean, it's <laughs> coaches talk. So, I mean, you know, who knows? <laughs> they're they're in a similar situation as the yeah. L.A. Galaxy where they have to well, win some games. Right.
1: Yeah. The, and you look at their their last I was looking at their form guide, their last seven games, they're winless in seven. So three draws, four losses. They haven't won uh, since back in August versus Colorado. Three one, three zero. Win uh, at Colorado, and then since then it's been all draws and losses, including that four-three loss to the LA Galaxy. The comeback, so you have to think they were just shellacked by LAFC. There's a mental hurdle of knowing that they blew a lead against the Galaxy. So right. the Galaxy has this in our favor. We always talk about the bugaboo teams for the Galaxy, which they seem to have a lot of them. Right. But Minnesota is not one of them. Nope. You know, going into Minnesota, there's kind of a history there with the playoff win there, and for for whatever reason, this you know it doesn't matter who the players are playing behind the badge, but for some reason, the Galaxy seemed to get results against Minnesota. So if you're looking... To finally start the three-in-a-row streak, it right. feels like you're catching Minnesota at the right time who are beaten down. Maybe he rotates some of the squad. You look at you know players that they've brought in this season, Puki, Reynoso, who's been who's been good, St. Clair, who's been solid in the back. If he decides to mix things up and take those players off the field, that could benefit the Galaxy as well. You can say he's putting in guys with more fight, but I don't think you're going to find guys with more talent on that Minnesota roster. So, it, you know, you look at opportunities to get three points. This is it, it feels like Minnesota is a team that the way this Galaxy team has been playing, as depleted as they have been, right. the way they've been playing, there's three points at stake here. It looks like they can get three points.
0: Three, four, nine at home for Minnesota. Just three wins all year. Galaxy at least have five wins at home. I mean, oh, excuse <laughs> Not me. much better, but Excuse better, me. Yeah. Excuse me. Let me rant about MLS for a little bit. Hey, MLS, you morons. <laughs> Five, four, and five, and two, eight, and six equals thirty, not thirty-one. So, what game are you missing? Oh, they decided that the Rose Bowl game wasn't a home game, so they're not going to put it on the home uh, and away. Can you But believe- it was a home game. It was a home game. It's six, four, and five. Those. St- oh my God. We host. That's see.
1: That's it's, I don't like that because we host. Do they count the Stanford game for for San
0: Jose? Of course they did. It, <laughs> that's They're, that's so weird. It's weird, and it's not yeah. right, and it screwed up my stats. was it a neutral ground game? No, yeah. it wasn't. I mean, you know, basically. By the way, uh they whenever they pulled the stats out of here, they basically said, "Oh, well, this hasn't happened since this." Uh, going back to the MLS's back tournament, how do you say that with a straight face, claiming that that was anything but just a way to get soccer games played, right? I mean, it's, it's
1: a footnote. It's, it, it's what these game notes are made for. You, you for can't to say things like
0: that. You can't say stuff that like is matters though. It's like, well, that hasn't happened since this game in this, but it's like, well, M- MLS's back tournament was a joke of a tournament that got played during a time when we were all starving for soccer. So it didn't matter. And it was like, okay, galaxy got just trounced in that as well. That was really fun. Good times. Yeah. Um, that's why.
1: that's why I was mentioning. That was a year where you remember the beatdowns. Yeah. And this year we haven't had those. No, yeah.
0: No, you haven't. Um, by the way, that was the the stat that I was going to pull up is the last time a team scored first and then lost by uh, by four goals or more was the LA Galaxy. Whenever they scored first in the MLS's <laughs> back tournament, and ended up losing six to two to uh, to LAFC. Right? What a
1: stat! Thank what you. a stat! Yeah, I, I thought I had erased that from my yeah. mind, but
0: yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, just looking at the last time the LA Galaxy won in Minnesota, it was a little while ago, but 2021 is not that far off. Whenever you talk about Seattle and the winless streak up in Seattle, mm-hmm. that's now going on for what is it like 10, 11 years, something like that. It's it's been a long, long time. Yeah. 2016 I believe, was the last one uh, was the last time that they won Correct. in Seattle. Um, so there's that here's the deal. Uh, there's a couple things to sort of point out one yellow card warnings for DJ Taylor and Michael Boxall on the back line. So the right side of that back line, both on yellow card warnings, they're going to be very careful because they don't want those guys to go out for the next game. Uh, they have to win stuff. So attack those guys if you're the LA galaxy, you have to attack. Yes.
1: Counter counterpoint. Yes. That Minnesota doesn't only has two games left as well. They need to win. So I, I don't know that you'll see them. Super reserved as well. I think I, you I need get to it. put it all out in this game.
0: Yeah, I get it. But you're also like they're going to want to play for it's the, the last. in the back of their mind. Th- yeah, it's going to be there, right? It's something like so, the
1: mental hurdle of losing four three. That it's in there,
0: especially if you can get that early. Like if you get them to have yeah. the early yellow card, so they have to think about how they have to miss the last game, and maybe that's going to hurt their team. You really want to get in their heads with that. That's something. Uh, the LA Galaxy also have a yellow card warning, and that's Edwin Sario. I imagine those carry over from Dallas. It follows the players, so that makes sense. I don't think he's gotten you know a bazillion yellow cards, but Sario and technically Chicharito still. On yellow card watch. Um, whenever you, whenever <laughs> that's
1: that's one of my favorite stats. Yes, Ch- Chich- Chicharito on yellow card watch for the rest of eternity.
0: Yes, yes. He will leave MLS still on yellow card watch. No, they <laughs> they wipe after the season. So, um, yeah. So that's where that's where we sit. Do we have uh, do we have uh, stats or guesses? What are what does well, Vegas say?
1: Well, I have referee facts.
0: I I go ahead. throw this in here sometimes,
1: and I never know if people are actually paying attention or listening. But last week I mentioned uh, you know Joe Dickerson and how he calls the most fouls our second most fouls in MLS. And then we saw how that played out against Portland and some of the, the way he called the game. So I just want to point, point out that the referee for this match is Timothy Ford. He hasn't refed a lot of matches. Uh, he's only refed 11 uh, matches as a center referee, and he's actually the 29th out of 31 and fouls per game. So he's actually the complete opposite. Ooh, so look for someone who's going to let them physical play. Game. But it's going to be a physical game. So, you know, keep your eye on that from a referee perspective. Now, to vegas yes um you know we, we've ditched 538 we're going with d ratings hoping you know things would turn in our favor uh but it, it doesn't work out vegas no. doesn't believe in us either okay. minnesota with a 49.9 percent chance oh, of it. winning almost as much as our dps has played I love uh, it. la galaxy with a 25 percent chance to win that's even and then a 25.1 chance for a draw if you're looking uh, in Vegas, you're looking at the Galaxy. Where's my money line here? Uh, Galaxy at plus two fifty five. Okay. Minnesota at minus one ten. So if you feel like Minnesota is struggling, you want to make some money. There's money to be had by betting on uh, on the LA Galaxy. Again, not a financial advisor, but if you want to put some credits uh, on on the LA Galaxy, you have that opportunity to be there. Over under, they're setting at three goals for minus one thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so to
0: I'm to Michael, go over that would be tough for it to be under. The three goals, like a two-one go game, is it, the way a is a push, you know. Yeah, mm, yeah. I I think this will be less crazy game than some of the games that we have seen from the the Seattle game was a much less crazy game, really until the last ten seconds that like that you saw there and uh, the first time I think in six or seven games where the Galaxy either didn't score more than three goals or yeah. allowed more than three or goals. Allowed. Yeah, that
1: was the big one that that was in there is they conceded uh, multi- yeah. multiple goals in six matches, longest streak. Uh, since 2018 and 2020 see i wonder what happened those years those weren't necessarily great years for the galaxy as well so guaranteed to be wrong Or do you
0: want me to go? Do you want to go? I want to give injury updates. So Injuries. Uh, So Delgado was in concussion protocol. Uh, That's why he did not play. Uh, They expect that he will clear those and be available for the game on Saturday. Zavaleta had back spasm problems uh, and was aggravated by the travel. And so he was not mobile, basically, whenever he got to Minnesota. So that's why he didn't play. They do. So he he
1: traveled. So it was one of those. I wasn't sure. With we, you had mentioned in the press conference about you know the new baby. Maybe I thought maybe right. he didn't want to travel or there was no. issues there. But no, he he went.
0: Yeah, apparently that's what, that's what, that's what I, I believe Greg Tolt said that it was, you know, sort of it, him coming off the plane, he had back spasms and, and a whole bunch of stuff. So that was a problem there. Uh, Mavinga with the groin injury possibility of being back. I wouldn't count on that. And I don't know how much that affects anything. Everybody really wants to know about Ricky Poush And the bottom line is the last we were told is that Greg was very optimistic about Saturday, but that was earlier this week. We don't know. And they didn't have a media availability that I know of, or are going to have a media availability before this game on Saturday. So um we imagine that if he's available if he's even 80% that Ricky Pouge will play because they were saving him for this game it's not on yeah. turf. The, well, uh, yeah
1: the other thing this is it you need the wins. Right? If, if if he's available if, if he can walk I think you you put him out there cuz then you you know you have a whole possible offseason to get that rest but I think if you want to go for it you want to go for the kill this is the game to do it <laughs> The last three are really the games to do it. You you have to put it all on the line. If he's available, you, you have to risk it. So we'll find out a lot too, because if he doesn't play, I think you you wrap he's done for the season. You have yeah. to call it.
0: Well, and the galaxy might be done for the season as well, right? Yeah. As much as Douglas Costa has lifted this team is to, to almost any level that you could ask him to for, quite honestly. Um, you know, again, two goals, two assists in the last two games. He's come back, he's shown up, he played did he play all ninety? I think he played all ninety against uh, Seattle. That feels um, right, yeah. It, it, I I it, it may not have been. I can actually check that real quick. Um Let's see. Did, no, I think did he did sub off. Uh, Costa came, Costa scored. Nope. Nope. He no, did he didn't. No, because the uh, another thing that I was told that Greg Vanny sucks for is because he only used three subs. Um, and why didn't Johnny Perez play? And I will tell you right now, the Galaxy don't believe that Johnny Perez plays defense. So unless you're in a position where you can just go forward and just try to score goals and just throw caution to the wind, which the Galaxy were not said they weren't in that position, uh, then uh, you don't bring them Maybe they should have been. No. It, you would have had the <laughs> you would have had the same problem which is that, that yeah, see, Seattle would have, would have had the ball you would have given
1: something yes. up at the end i, yes. I, I know i'm yes.
0: just i'm being a, that's, you know i'm being a jerk that that's why but that's why we sort of said, so those are your your now the only other sort of outlier thing is that i would like to remind you that the last time the LA Galaxy played in Minnesota and over the years when they have played in Minnesota one it's been a very physical game and two, the field has sucked really really bad big giant chunks chunks coming up people getting injured on that field it has been atrocious. So keep an eye on that and understand that and be prepared for that whenever they go and play. I haven't watched a lot of games with Minnesota this year this is because of the timing of all the games being on at the same time. This is the least amount of MLS soccer I probably watched uh, in years. Uh,
1: there was a survey that went out that kind of mentioned that. I think they finally realized that may have been an error. It seemed like a good idea at the time. But you're right. The, you are able to see less of it. But it seemed like it's been that way since the stadium was built. Yes. I know when they first opened the stadium, you know, there's a famous photo of Zlatan holding up a chunk of the turf. And he thought, well, that was, you know, it's a new stadium. They're building it. But it, it, you're right. It has been a consistent problem, you know, coming out of Minnesota, that being a thing. So good stuff.
0: All right. Uh, predictions guaranteed wrong. You get to go first. All right. So I I don't want to be
1: this guy. We were just making fun of this guy. But part of me feels like. Just put me out of my misery. You know, let's turn into a pumpkin. A, a 2-0 loss. I feel like you know could be something that it would happen to the galaxy. But I I don't have the heart to do it. I feel like they could win this game. Yeah. I feel like I feel like they win it. It might not they win matter. Two-one.
0: It, it might yeah. not matter. And
1: it might not matter. But right. I feel like they can win this one. Feels like you know this is the emotional lift that it gives them. This is what the galaxy do. They give you hope and then they beat you right back down, the Sisyphus piece of it. We just lost. They're going to give us a little bit of hope. We're going to roll the rock up the hill, and then we're just going to get beat down uh, at home the next couple games at, you know, by our RSL right. and uh, Dallas on decision day. I feel like they can do it. As much as I want to say, put me out of my misery and be you know, kind of a nihilist in that way, just end it. But at the same time, I, I, the way Minnesota is struggling, this is a chance for the Galaxy. I feel like the way they've been playing, as many, with the injuries and everything, if Pooj plays... If Pooja's on the field, I don't know that you're going to have me, you know, saying that the Galaxy can't do it. So I'm going to say 2-1 win LA Galaxy.
0: Okay, Um, I'm going to tell you something that I truly believe because it's only fair uh, this year is the Galaxy will win all three of these next games. One, it will it will have the streak that Greg Vanny finally has won three games in (laughs) a row and we'll get to talk about that. Uh, and two, um, it's only fair that the Galaxy win all three of these games and not make the playoffs. Uh, It'd be so, perfect. So it's so, a so perfect it? Right. And and so in my mind, that's sort of what's going to happen. So I'm saying the Galaxy win this game 2-1. Uh, I think that it'll be a very physical game. I think the Galaxy will win this game because they have I think they have it. This is something I hate to say. Um, I think they have more heart than a lot of teams. I think they have a lot of don't quit than a lot of teams. So we talk about the one or 2% more, and I don't like to mention heart because I think you're trying to project things onto people, but watching what this galaxy team has done, they don't know when to quit. They don't, and they'll just keep yeah. going, and they'll run through a wall, and they'll do all the things that they need to do, and and they'll get real close, right? And whether they can hold on this time, you know, we'll see. Uh, but I think they get like a two-one win. I think Pooch plays. Uh, Pooch doesn't play, they lose the game for sure. I, I just yeah. I can't. There's not <laughs> enough. There's not enough horses. There's not enough men, right? There. Yeah. You can't they're, put Humpty Dumpty back to it it's, together. It's again. already.
1: It's a, The coach has been turned into a pumpkin already. Now it's just how far can the pumpkin skid before it completely falls apart into all the different pieces? There. Yeah, and it's funny. Shout out to. Paul Pottermas as well. I said, you know, it's like on whose line it is anyway the points don't matter. All this is made up. I sent you that, yes. <laughs> that, that gif earlier yep. that, you know, the, the points don't matter. None, none, none of this matters, but I also want to shout out the chat as well. We have a fun group in right. here. Pottermas mentioning that he's going on vacation, everyone wishing him well right. on his travel. So, or, you know, I, I just, I'd love to see the group getting together and supporting each other and wishing each other well. So much, much, much love to everyone in the we, chat and for coming
0: out. We also, I know he's going on, I have to go on emergency vacation next week as well. So, uh, uh, there will probably be no shows Thursday uh, to get you ready for the the RSL game. I won't be at the RSL game. I have to travel back back east to to Virginia for some stuff. Um, and then I'll be back, uh, the early next week. So probably no Thursday, no Monday show that's going to suck, but we'll see sort of how that goes. Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll drop one, like, you know, from the car or something or a Twitter space or do something else if I can, uh, sort of get it away, but maybe it won't matter. And you guys won't miss me that much. So, uh, look for next Thursday, next Monday shows, uh, not to happen, but we will be back on Monday. Uh, so that way we can talk about this game and sort of tell you where the LA galaxy are. Maybe they're still in it. Maybe they're not. And yeah. we'll get to sort of, uh, talk about that on Monday night. All right. More math, more galaxy math, more. Yeah, exactly. More galaxy. Basically free. Basically, you know, at this point, the points don't matter. It's basically you're basically, basically getting free, free soccer. The,
1: the rest of the final two games are free.
0: They're basically. free. Yeah, basically. I mean, if you're not playing for the playoffs, they're free. They're free games. You know, you already went through the whole thing. Um, So, yeah, going to Cancun. I wish I wish. No, just Virginia. <laughs> Um, so, uh, a little thing really, yeah, same thing, exactly the same. So, uh, we'll, we'll deal with that and, uh, I'll be around, but, uh, but probably won't be on podcasting. So, uh, those are the, uh, the, the things coming up LA galaxy against Minnesota. This is it. Enjoy it. It's a must win. I said it. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it. I know. I know what must wins are. This is a must win. You have no chance. If you lose this game, there's zero, you would have to, so many things would have to go the galaxy's way for them to still be within six points and then try to do, it just would not happen. So this is a must-win, must-win against Minnesota. It should be a great atmosphere. They're going to be all hyped up after getting just absolutely pounded 5-1. Um, so this is this is where it comes in. The LA Galaxy get a chance for redemption at the end of the season, three wins to sort of close out the season. Greg Vanny gets to point at me and said, ha, I told you I could win three in a row right? He won't. I don't think he, I don't think he knows. I keep track of that.
1: I don't don't know. I don't know that he needs us as locker room material or or maybe he does.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, Christian says, are there any train museums there? I did look, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I did look for like (laughs) the scenic railroads. I was looking for scenic railroads, you know, fall colors, all that fun stuff. It seems like a good time, but unfortunately no. So that will be a wasted trip. Um, all right, good. (laughs) Uh, I think that's it. Anything else, Eric, you want to get to?
1: No, I think we're good.
0: All right, tell people where they can find you. Let's go.
1: All right, as always, you can find me on everything at Hammer EV Nine. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads at Hammer EV and the number nine.
0: All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at J Guesman J G U E S M A N, and of course at Galaxy Podcast at Galaxy Podcast on Threads, cornerofthegalaxy.com, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all those fun places, SoundCloud. You can find the podcast anywhere there. Hopefully it's not the last one of the season. You know, we're, we're feeling good. Maybe we'll come back and uh, we'll still be in this on Monday. All right. So let's see if we can keep it going and keep it rolling for another week. For Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Pato Guestman. You've been listening. You've been watching to our little Corner of the Galaxy. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at GalaxyPodcast. Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes.